I'm Sarah Lippman. Welcome to Torati Mechanach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be learning Divrei Hayamim Chronicles, Volume 1, Chapter 22. Chapters 22 through 29 give a long and impressive description of David's service to the Jewish people. Every item on the list relates to his preparations for the Beis HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, a building he knew he would never see. Seeking, identifying, and purchasing the temple site. The wealth amassed to pay for the construction. The division of the Kohanim and Levium into their assigned watches and duty shifts for the temple service. The appointment of administrators to oversee the resources and personnel. His eloquent charge to his son Shlomo and to the national leaders to fulfill their responsibilities to build and to maintain the Beis HaMikdash. Divrei Hayamim is framing this hachana, this preparation and planning, as the highlight of David's monarchy. It's the triumphant climax of a productive and holy life. The Midrash in Devarim Rabbah says, David said to himself, Just because God said to me, Atalo sivnes habayis, you will not build the holy house. Am I going to just sit here? So what did he do? He motivated himself, and he prepared everything necessary before he would die. As we learn, it will become obvious that we're reading about a national project of enormous magnitude. If this many heads of departments are required, the total resources and workforce recruited was tremendous. This is a complex, organized system, far from the primitive villagers one might have imagined of those days. Verse 1 of chapter 22 is actually the concluding sentence of the prior chapter, and I have included it there. I've commented previously on the non-Jewish source of the chapter breaks. So we will begin here with verse 2. David says to gather all the foreign residents living in Israel, and he assigned them as stonemasons to hew dressed stones for the building of the house of God. These Gerim are not Gerei Tzedek, converts to Judaism. They are Gerei Toshav, descendants of the Canaanites who stayed in the land, forsaking their idol worship and committing to the seven Noahide laws. Specifically, say Ralbag and Mitsudos, these are the Givonim that we learned about in chapter 9, also known as Nisinim, who were assigned originally by Yehoshua to be the stonecutters and woodcutters for the temple. Verses 3 and 4, And David prepared large quantities of iron for the nails of the doors of the gates and for the couplings, and vast quantities of copper beyond weighing, and innumerable cedar logs for the Tzidonim and the Tzurim brought large quantities to David. Verse 5, and David said, Shlomo v'ni na'ar varach. My son Shlomo is young and tender. V'habayis livnos l'ashem l'hagdil l'mala l'shem l'stiferes l'chol ha'aratzos. And the house that is to be built for Hashem is to be so exceedingly great that it be famous and glorious in all lands. Therefore, I will prepare it for him now. And David prepared greatly before his death. According to Seder Olam Rabbah, Shlomo was only 12 years old when he became king a year later so he would have been about 11 years old at this time. David's charge to Shlomo is a very serious matter. The construction of the Holy Temple is David's greatest goal, but to lay such a heavy burden upon such young shoulders is a delicate move. How will Shlomo take it? And so, first, David begins by explaining the goal, the mission, the vision. He also explains why he was unable to fully realize the vision during his lifetime. Verses 6-10 through And he called his son Shlomo and charged him to build a house for Hashem, God of Israel. David said to Shlomo, My son, I had in my heart intended to build a house for the name of Hashem, my God. But the word of Hashem came to me, saying, You shall not build a house for my name, for you have shed much blood upon the ground before me. Behold, a son will be born to you. He shall be a man of Menucha, 
settled rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies round about. For his name shall be Shlomo, and I will bestow shalom, peace, and quiet upon Israel in his time. He shall build a house for my name. He shall be a son to me, and I will be a father to him, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. In verse 7, the very first thing David says to Shlomo is, Bini, my son. Here we have a creek sieve. The word is written one way and read another. It's written, Bino, his son. It's read, Bini, my son. As we've learned before about the idea of a ben, a son, or a bas, a daughter, it is one who continues to build upon the edifice of the parent's life. This is a fundamental teaching across Devre Hayamim, but perhaps never more so than right here. Shlomo, the king of peace, is the direct product of David, the king of war. One gives birth to the other. Bino, he is his son. Shlomo quite literally will continue David's legacy as his bane, his son, his Evan, his building block. Shlomo will build upon the edifice of David's life work, not just figuratively, but absolutely literally by constructing the Beis HaMikdash, the holy temple, David's edifice for God. He is Bino, his son, his builder. In this passage especially, the intertwined meanings of son, ben, and livnos, to build, are very striking. And so here in verse 7, My son, it was in my heart to build a house for the name of God. And in verse 10, God says, He will build a house to my name, and he will be to me a son. The Abarbanel comments on why the cascade of events occurred, leading from the counting of the Jewish people, to the plague, to the angel of God coming, to the purchase of the threshing floor of Aravna the Yavusi, to the construction of the Mizbeach, the altar, and finally the preparation for the Beis HaMikdash. Says Abarbanel, David worried all his life, trying to understand and to know where would be the place of the Beis HaMikdash. And because his heart worried inside of him about this, the Jewish people assumed that because of his sins, God had prevented him from building it. And therefore, at the very end of his life, Hashem wanted to give David honor. He wanted to make him greater in the eyes of his people Israel. And so it was that God caused the salvation of the Jewish people from the plague to come by way of David, by way of his prayer, by way of God answering his prayer by showing him the location of the Mizbeach, the altar, in order that all should see that David, in fact, has been graced by God's favor in his search for the site for the holy temple. And so God caused it to be that David was able to purchase the location on which to build a house for God. He was able to give his son Shlomo the blueprints and the design for the entire construction. He was able to give him the silver, the gold, the copper, the wood, and everything else that would be needed in its construction. And in this way, it becomes as if David himself built the temple. And all of this was at the very end of his life. It shows that God loved him just as much in his old age and at the time as he approached his death as he had when he was young and vigorous. This entire cascade of events, beginning with a punishment for the Jewish people, leads to a flaming public validation of David's love for his people and God's love for David. Rabbi Eliyahu Dessler, in his classic work, Mechtav Me Eliyahu, quotes our sages as cited in the Yalkut Shimoni in Shmuel Beis. 
When David heard God's word that he could not build the holy temple, Kidamim Rabim Shafachta, because you spilled much blood, David became afraid. He thought, Nifsalti, I've become invalidated from being able to build the temple. I'm damaged. I'm defective because of the wars I fought. Now, David knew well that he had only ever fought wars according to the instructions of the Torah and the Sanhedrin, the halachic court. You cannot lose out by doing the right thing. So David's fear was not that he had done something wrong, but that he had harmed himself, his midos, his personality. Perhaps he had had a subconscious desire for personal gain in his fighting. Maybe there was a desire for fame, control, vengeance, booty, or some savage satisfaction in battle. David, the author of Psalms, self-aware to the point of transparency, had his service been deeply flawed all along? Nisyare, he was terrified. What an awful thing if it were true, if he himself had become puzzle, invalid, self-serving. Amar lo hakadosh baruch Hu. But God says to David, lo lishmi ki damim rabim shafachta artsa lefonai. You will not build a house in my name because you've spilled much blood lefonai before me, meaning for God's sake, not your own. Chayecha heim lefonai kekarbanos. Your avoda, your service in doing battle, is just like offerings on an altar to me. When an action is done lifnei Hashem, before God, it means that it's 100% worthy to be before God. There's no selfishness, no ego at all to be ashamed of. Amarlo, so then David asked Hashem, If so, why can I not build the temple then? Amarlo HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God replied to him, If you would build it, it would last forever. It would be indestructible. Wouldn't that be a good thing, David persists? Not really, because eventually the sins of the Jewish people will become so great that they will deserve to be wiped out. With the destruction of the temple, the loss of Shekhinah, the tangible presence of godliness, with the suffering and the devastation, but the people themselves will merit survival. They will live on, even where the temple cannot. It is notable that David's work that he was able to do for the Beis HaMikdash, bringing the Ark to Jerusalem, purchasing the property, digging the foundations, organizing the duty rosters, all of this, in fact, is Kayam Ve'eno Harev. It exists still and is not destroyed. Whatever David invested his soul and his life's blood into lives on forever. By sharing with Shlomo the messages from God before he was even born, David conveys an important idea. This construction is a job, a merit, that Shlomo was literally born to. His very name, Shlomo, is part of the package of who he is, his gifts and his talents. This isn't a father burdening his son with his own failed dreams. This is Shlomo's own destiny, made possible thanks to David laying the groundwork. Shlomo would successfully build the holy temple, but it would be David's merit that opened the gates that brought the heavenly fire down to the altar. And thus, on verse 9, the Vilna Gaon connects God's description of Shlomo as Ish Menucha, a man of rest, to a reference to the temple itself as Menucha, as in Devarim chapter 12. Shlomo was made for this job. Having shared with Shlomo the prophecies of his calling, in verses 11 through 15, David gives fatherly advice to Shlomo. Remember, never lose sight of your primary goal. Do your part and God will do his. Verses 11 through 13. Now, my son, may Hashem be with you, and you shall be successful in building a house for Hashem your God, as he has said concerning you. Let Hashem only give you intelligence and understanding, and appoint you over Israel, and to observe the law of Hashem your God. Then 
you will succeed if you keep the statutes and judgments which Hashem commanded Moshe concerning Israel. Chazak ve'ematz. Be strong and persevere. Al-tira ve'al-techas. Do not fear and do not falter. If there is one thing that Shlomo should focus on, it is keeping the mitzvos of the Torah, for that is the absolute fulfillment of God's explicit will. Az tatsliach. Then you shall succeed. Chazak ve'ematz. Then indeed you'll be able to feel strong and brave, knowing that you have done what you're capable of to fulfill God's will. Rav Moshe Eisman, quoting the book Be'er Shemos Hanir Dafim Shebatanach, says that ematz, persevere or be strong, implies a greater degree of effort than even chazak, holding fast to be strong. So chazak ve'ematz reads, be strong and be stronger than strong. You'll be called on to make superhuman efforts. Verses 14 and 15. And now in my poverty I have prepared for the house of Hashem a hundred thousand talents of gold, one million talents of silver, and copper and iron beyond counting, because there was so much. I have prepared wood and stone, but you should add to these. And with you will be many workers, quarrymen, stone and woodmasons, and every craftsman for every manner of work, for gold, silver, bronze, and iron beyond count. Kum va'aseh, go and do, v'yehi Hashem imach, and may God be with you. David opens the 30th chapter of Tehillim, saying, Mizmor Shir Chanukas Habayis LeDavid, a lyrical song celebrating the dedication of the house built by David. V'chi David Chanachol? And was it David who in fact dedicated the house of God? V'halo Shlomo Chanachol? Was it not Shlomo his son? Because David invested his life in it, it's named for him. In a deeper sense, David was even the builder of the temple, because the heart of the temple is the holy ark, and it was only in David's merit that the ark was permitted to enter the temple. As the Talmud in Shabbos 30a teaches, when Shlomo inaugurated the temple and in the presence of the nation attempted to bring the ark into the Holy of Holies, the temple gates would not open to let it enter. Only when Shlomo prayed and invoked his father's merit did the gates rise up to make way for the ark. This was a public vindication of David's righteousness and proof that Shlomo was his successor, not only on the throne, but as the builder of the temple. In the words of Henry Bieberfeld's David, King of Israel, in David's life, as we shall show, ideas, and above all, the idea of the omnipresence of God, acquired a singular actuality. The awareness of the divine occupied his existence to such a degree that it completely overshadowed all other aspects of being. Where others perceived a world made and moved by concrete facts and forces, and where, if recognized at all, the forces of the spirit led a shadowy existence in the background of reality, David saw a different world. To him, it was a world of the spirit, of the all-pervading, all-sustaining reality of the divine, animating and ennobling the mechanism of the universe. This invisible reality was David's true reality. The idea, once it had taken root, never died. It had become close, human, attainable. The impetus it received by the appearance of a human prototype, David, carried it through the nation's decline in exile. And thus, as once an idea had become the very being of David, now the being of David became the idea of the Jewish people. David's message was taken over by the Jewish nation. His wondrous deeds, his inspired songs, which expressed his inner essential person, became the vital reality, the distinctive feature of the Jewish people. Back to Rav Eisman. In recounting David's metahistorical role, Ezra stresses what is essential to it and minimizes what is extraneous. 
when we proclaim every month, David, King of Israel, lives and endures, David, Melech Yisrael, Chai V'Kayom, we mean this David. He is not simply a mortal human being who strode the stage of history millennia ago and now survives only in ancient books and memory. He's still alive. He transcends the era in which he was active because his ideals, his words still move people and because the messianic destiny still springs forth from him. And thus say our sages in Kohelis Rabbah, when the temple was complete, Shlomo dedicated it and hoped that a heavenly fire would come down to consecrate it, but it did not come until he said, Please, God, remember the chesed of my father, David, your servant. And immediately, flame poured down from heaven. And at that moment, David was still alive. And now, concludes David in verse 19, Put your hearts and souls, lidrosh l'ashem elokechem, to seeking Hashem your God, by building the sanctuary into which the Ark of God's covenant can be brought. Again, we see that it was time for the people to fully embrace the mitzvah of l'shichno sidrashu, seeking, yearning, putting effort into finding a tangible sense of God's presence at the center of life. And do you know what? The Chassam Sofer says that this mitzvah is applicable to all generations, even our own. David Melech Yisrael, Chai V'Kayom. Thank you for learning together with me. Le'ilui Nishmas Rose Foreman, Rezo Rachel, Basar Yileib, and Rachel Zeitlin.